the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When Rick and Dan are on the radio, it's just another Maniac Monday on Faith Talk Atlanta. Come on, boys. Make some noise. Okay, we'll try to make some noise. Happy Monday. It's Dan Radcliffe. Rick Probst is out, so I have two other uh, guest hosts today. So go ahead and introduce who you are. I'm Kaylee Radcliffe. And I'm Joshua Radcliffe. Ah, okay, your name sounds <laughs> familiar to me. And then we also have our uh, more than a receptionist, Shamso. How do you say your last name? Raggy. Raggy. I knew that. That deserves Shamso. a bell. That deserves a bell? <laughs> yes. Name drop? Shamso? Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. You are in because uh, Tiana's out, and we said, forget Tiana, let's have Shamso. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. how it should be. <laughs> exactly. Well, hopefully you're having a great Monday. we got a uh, great uh, show in store for you today. Dr. Jill Sweetman, also known as Dr. Jill Kirshner. She just can't make up her mind what, she, what her name's going to be. <laughs> but uh, Dr. Jill Sweetman, or as Rick likes to call her, Dr. Ozzy because she is an Aussie uh, coming in today. And we're going to talk about uh, some of her latest blogs about uh, marriage. We'll talk about Thanksgiving and dealing with um, difficult people over the holidays that might come into your household or you might be in their household. So. I don't know anything about that. No, not, nothing at all. So that'll be fun. Uh, and then tomorrow on the show, our special guest host, sorry, you guys won't be here, but uh, Susan Norris of uh, Rescuing Hope will be uh, here to uh, co-host with me, and we'll be talking with Missy Owen. She's the CEO of Davis Direction Foundation. Just a fascinating story, a sad and fascinating story at the same time, but we'll uh, talk about that tomorrow. But let's talk about today, first of all. Um, actually, I want to know, Shamso, what you did over the weekend, because you're always, you lead this exciting life. You're always going to <laughs> concerts and wrestling events and all kinds of stuff. So what'd you do this weekend? Um, this weekend. So I moved, it was a week ago, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been basically living out of boxes and bags and at least you're not living in the boxes in the bag. So. Yeah, I feel that's, like that's... Thank you, Joshua. <laughs> Joshua's filling the part of Rick Probst today with the bell, so... Um, so I unpacked a few things, and um, my niece, she sang um, at a tree lighting on Saturday. And we actually didn't stay for the tree lighting. My sister was like, I'm hungry, and I was like, so am I. So we left. You left before okay, the tree was lit. She's, okay, we did stay for the singing part. So um, after she was done, they had like 15 minutes before they actually lit the tree. And I was like, let's go get Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> we left and got Mexican that's, food. That's like going to see Santa Claus and leaving before he gets there. <laughs> okay, but we did take pictures with some reindeers. And I was a little worried about the reindeers because they were just like standing there. They were just like Were they real sad. reindeer? I I guess. I don't know. Okay. I saw some little antlers. Did you there. ask him to fly? No. No? <laughs> My niece says, it looks like Elsa. <laughs> like oh, Elsa? Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Elsa was a girl. I know, but I think she just like... Sven. Oh, Sven. Okay, from, yeah, yeah. I okay. don't right. know the reindeer about that was the in. movie. What? Have you what? not seen the movie? Okay, Dan. Shamso. Let's not even go here. You have we not seen Frozen. <laughs> okay, before before January, you have to go through and watch all the princess movies at least. That's a lot to... Um, to it, it's um, a lot. It that's is. a lot. But, I don't uh, know if I can do that. But we're, you're going to Disney. Yeah. So people, surprise, surprise. I know. For 33 years, I've lived 
I've never been to Disney. Yeah. So you haven't lived, is what you're saying. <laughs> I've lived a little. That does have a bell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you have not lived, and you haven't watched Frozen yet. How okay, have you I watched not? parts of it, and then I just kind of. But like, you have little nieces and nephews. I know, but if I start that, then it just like goes on and on and yeah. on. It's like Moana. She yeah. wakes up. She want to watch Moana. Yeah. Yeah. And Moana. Yeah. Okay, that's... I did watch Moana. At least you've seen that one. I did. <laughs> did you like that one? I did. Okay. All right. But... You watched it because The Rock was in it and you love wrestling. So. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But little correction. We said that she's going to Disney. We're all going to Disney. Yes. Yes, we are. You're and we're going to do a Disney day together. I'm going to be um, the added bonus child to you'll the Radcliffe the, family. You'll be the she adopted Radcliffe. She birthday pin and everything. <laughs> that's right. We're going to go on your birthday. That's it's fun. One, yeah. 34. Because Mickey will come and sing happy birthday okay, to you. Okay, that might be a it little bit too much. It doesn't actually happen, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll sing happy birthday to you. Thank Random you. people say happy birthday to you in the, in right. the parks. They do. So we'll, we'll, we'll put a little Mickey ears on and sing That's for you. That's exciting. Okay. All right, so what else, uh, what else is going on? What did you do this weekend, Kaylee? <laughs> Nothing interesting, really. I mean, Finished honestly, a book in three hours. Yeah, I did. I finished a book in probably three or four hours. And Yeah, tell Shamso what you're reading and why you're reading it. <laughs> So we ha- there's this series, it's called The Kingdom Keepers, mm-hmm. and we read it when we were a lot younger. It's like about like these kids who are like in Disney World as like these interactive hosts, but they also like have basically what you could call a night job of saving the parks. And so we had decided we're going to watch them, we're going to read them all again before we go back to Disney. So yeah, I read the first one all last night. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Bless your and heart. And how many are there? Uh, seven. seven or well, eight. Well, there's seven, and then there's an eighth one that's not... Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I they have no barely life. stay awake till nine o'clock. <laughs> I don't have school this week. Okay, yeah. same <laughs> three <laughs> hours. Well, uh, so, so tell Shamso what we did on Saturday evening. What did we do Saturday? <laughs> what did we Wait, put up on did... Saturday evening? Oh, oh yeah, we put up our Christmas tree. No. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so <laughs> early. And see, and that's early for me too. We Normally, I don't. would have waited until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> then, then this is the people who put it up on like the first of November. I mean, there's people that have Christmas lights up like in October, like after oh, Halloween. That's, no, that's just way too. Those all are year Christmas that lights. Just don't take them down. They're just like, oh, let's just plug them up. And- yeah, <laughs> our friends down the hall of the fish started playing Christmas music like three years ago, didn't they? And yeah. they haven't stopped since then. It's true. <laughs> Pretty We've much. got the tree up in the in the lobby. Yeah, I saw that. I and saw I just it. I just want to put a curtain up because I think it's too soon. Well, we have a young man <laughs> here who is just gaga over Christmas mm-hmm. and, and and decorates Phyllis too. and and Phyllis, yeah, mm-hmm. and Phyllis too, yeah. yeah. But Jeff, he he'll, he decorates out the wazoo here. So yeah, if you ever come into the studio um, to pick up any tickets, please stop by the lobby. There's a ten pound baby Jesus <laughs> that's sitting there. A ten, 10 pound, pound baby oh, Jesus, he's a toddler. Like <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. You ever go over where the mirror is? There's like you know. Mary, Joseph, yeah. and then baby Jesus, right. which is not a baby. <laughs> He's really a toddler. I mean, it's, the baby is huge. I'm okay. like, there's no way in the world that this is baby Jesus. I've never noticed that. I'll have to check by. that out. Okay. 10-pound baby Jesus. Yeah, like in the okay. movie Talladega Nights with yeah, a crane. That's what it sounds like. Here, <laughs> eight pounds, six Little se- seven-pound, six-ounce baby Jesus. Yeah, this is probably oh, a 10-pound baby Jesus. <laughs> All right. So uh, today is also a national Name Your PC Day. So if you haven't named your PC. Name it Peace of what it, that's that's what mine is called, uh, both mine at work and ours at home. But uh, what would you call your PC? Well, I I, I mean I don't know. I guess or Steve is fitting. Steve. Steve is pretty fitting. Okay. Shamso, yeah. do you have a name for your PC? Well, my PC was stolen, so mm-hmm. yeah. So you just call gone. it? Uh, I call it just gone. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua, what do you? I probably Pac Man. 
Pac-Man? It's like you got the P in the C. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That'll work, Pac-Man. Uh, and it is National Name Your PC Day because 32 years ago today, in 1985, Microsoft released Windows version 1.0. Bless that, that souls, man. Wait. Bless that. <laughs> so curse that day. Wow. Yes, ever since then, our lives have been filled with restarts and freezes and blue like screens. and still with Dallup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the AOL. That's before the internet mail. even started. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, 1.0. It, it had, uh, you know, memory of like two, two yeah. megabytes or yeah, something. Yeah, that was maybe. before So what did you do media? on it? Um, you typed and... That's about it. It was about a word processor, pretty much. That's about all it did. Yeah. And played games. You could play like Solitile. And- I Solitile. Was yeah. Solitile. I was only one. You were only one? Yeah. Shut up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, also, something we saw in the news today. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Uh, a 12-year-old piece of cake. Would you guys eat a 12-year-old piece of cake? No. no. Depends. No. What? <laughs> on what? <laughs> All the frostbite that's on it. No. No. A 12-year-old piece of cake from Donald and Melania Trump's wedding sold at a California auction over the weekend for $2,200. Why? That's it. <laughs> Why? Why would you buy a piece of 12-year-old cake? But that's no it? No matter whose that's it is. That's all they got for it? For one piece of but cake? That's pretty good. You can say you're specially connected to Donald Trump because you have a piece of cake that he ate from. Did well, I didn't say that he it? ate from it. It was just a part of their cake. Oh, my gosh. But he may have. Well, who sold the cake? Like, I, I don't know. Who keeps a cake for 12 years? That's okay. disgusting. I thought you were supposed to eat it like after a year. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, what, that's what I thought. And we ate ours after a year, and it was disgusting after a year. So yeah. I can't I imagine I think I waited years. like eight months to eat mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was hungry. Well, you were hungry? <laughs> I'm not going to wait for you, honey. I'm sorry. No. I'm really hungry. <laughs> was it good? No, no, it wasn't disgusting. good. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know who started that tradition or, or why, but uh, shame on them. They should stop it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's uh, get uh, our guest in here. She's in the green room. It's Dr. Jill Kirshner. She is in the green room, right? She is. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll have some fun with Dr. Jill with uh, with uh, Kaylee and Joshua. I started to say Bethany and Kaylee. Yeah. Sorry, wow. Joshua. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's just because I'm the youngest. It's almost as bad as being a middle child. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah. We know all about that. Uh, yes. Now we're going to start the whole middle child. <laughs> okay. You got both I, of us in here. I see how it is. But we'll, uh, we'll ask Dr. Jill some questions about Australia, anything and everything that you guys have wanted to know about Australia and more. Maybe uh, you can do your best Australian accent for her. I still like quokkas. Quokkas are the best. You like quokkas? Okay. All right. We'll ask her about all that stuff, and we'll talk about uh, her blogs. We'll talk about Thanksgiving and all kinds of good stuff as we uh, continue with Faith Talk Live, the Monday edition, minus Rick, plus Kaylee, Joshua, and, of course, our very own more than receptionist, Shamso Raggy. Thank you, Shamso. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> all right. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. It is Faith Talk Atlanta, Faith Talk Live, the Monday edition of Faith Talk Live with Dan Ratcliffe, minus Rick Probst. And Kaylee. There you go. You're supposed to yell your name out. And, you and are, Joshua. That's right. My, uh, my daughter, Kaylee, and plus my son, Kaylee. Joshua, plus Kaylee, uh, are co-hosting today. Joshua has uh, the bell duty for Rick, so go ahead and ring that bell. There you go. And uh, our guest today, of course, Dr. Jill Kirshner. Dr. Jill Sweetman, which one are you going by? Oh, whatever I feel like on the day. <laughs> oh, really? <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> 
because your website is still Dr. Jill Sweetman Counseling. Yes. But yeah. uh, but you are Dr. Jill Kirshner. Yes. Yes. All yes. right. So, so, you know, it just depends. So it depends on if it's if the police have... looking for you or, you know, if they're yeah, in trouble. Yeah, it depends. You know, you if I'm another last name. Well, you know, if I'm having a good day with my husband. Yeah. It's Kirshner. Kirshner. If I'm not, it goes back to Sweetman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all the same. That's very handy. <laughs> very helpful indeed. So we're going to talk. That. We're yeah. going to talk about, uh, well, first of all, we'll have a little fun. We'll talk about Australia. We'll talk about what you're doing for Thanksgiving with the, the big holidays coming up this week. And then we're going to get more into, I'd like to talk about some of your blogs, some of your recent blogs that you've uh, written okay. about, some good stuff, and talk about Thanksgiving holidays and the stress of family coming to town and the joy that that brings. Sometimes real joy, sometimes uh, it's very stressful. Heartache. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I thought we'd talk about that as well and uh, how we can get through that. Okay. So, But first of all, let's talk about Australia. No, actually, first, let's talk about Thanksgiving. What are you going to do for Thanksgiving? What am I doing for Thanksgiving? Well, my kids are both in other states, so I'm not seeing them for Thanksgiving. Yeah. But seeing them for Christmas. But we will see my husband's kids, and that is a blast. So no, so no stress there. No, but, no stress. Okay, We're not good. even cooking. Really? And, you know, one of the great things is like when I was dating, I actually managed to find a husband who cooks. Oh, wow. Because I don't. That's handy. So, you know, the stress <laughs> of actually preparing for Thanksgiving is not on me. That's yeah, good. It's really, really good. That's really yeah. good. Now, in, in Australia, I guess they don't celebrate Thanksgiving because no. that's an American holiday. No, uh, we don't. And, you know, so that was a big adjustment when we first moved over here. Um, you know, because a lot of Thanksgiving to me, you know, it talks all about family. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't have family. We had the two boys. And then there's so much pressure about this cooking thing. Right. So I remember my very first Thanksgiving, I got another Aussie girlfriend. She was actually the worship pastor in our church. Mm -hmm. And she came with me and we put on this huge production of turkey, stuffing. You call it stuffing. We call it seasoning. Yeah, oh, yeah. Seasoning doesn't way. sound as fattening. Yeah, <laughs> stuffing, I mean, like stuffing exactly does what yeah, it sounds like. Exactly. All these vegetable dishes and all the rest of it. We all sat down at the Thanksgiving table and just looked at it and didn't want to eat a thing. The <laughs> really? preparation filled yeah. us up just in that. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, over, I've been here now nearly twenty-two years, and so I've really grown to love it. Really grown to appreciate it. Even though I didn't have kids around, right. I really understand that it's a very important day in America. Right. All right. And I am now actually an American citizen. Yep. So, And we're proud of that. We're oh, proud good. To have Thank you. you. Part of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, before you came to America, do they eat turkey in, in Australia? We'd have it on occasion uh, for Christmas. Okay. I'm not a real fan of turkey. I find it like a tougher sort of meat. Yeah. But I eat it just that's because it's part of the occasion. Right. Um, And your turkeys are huge. (laughs) I mean, I think they've been eating all the stuffing. (laughs) (laughs) Those turkeys have fed the stuffing beforehand. But um, we do have turkeys, but they tend to be smaller. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, I thought we'd I'd allow the kids here, and Kaylee wasn't sure if she had any, but uh, maybe she can think of some. Any questions that they've always wanted to know about Australia? Uh, and you are the professional of Australia because you live there. I'm a professional Australian. <laughs> You're a professional Australian, yes, uh, because you grew up there. And yes. uh, I mean, you've been here in the states for what twenty years or so? Twenty-two now. years, yeah. nearly. 
But mm. uh, but but you're still an Aussie at heart. Yes, okay. still got the accent. Right, exactly, and that's why one of the reasons why we love having you come on here. Can you rub it accent. off on me? Yes, <laughs> <I'll> try. <laughs> <laughs> Teach her how to speak like an Australian. You just you don't pronounce R's. So much better. Thing. <laughs> that's good. See, that that's sounded more really British good. though. How do you get it from British to Australian? Oh my gosh, <laughs> we I. Th- I would say we're a lot more colloquial in mm. our um, talk. We tend to shorten words. So instead of saying biscuit, we say bicky. Um, instead of <laughs> saying an Australian, we're an Aussie. Uh, what else is there? You probably heard some what from about, me. What about shrimp on the barbie? Shrimp to us is more like a, we call it a prawn, but right. I started calling it a shrimp. Yeah, because when I say prawn, no one knows what I'm talking about. Well, a prawn is um, like a big shrimp, isn't it? Basically, it's like a. Well, it might be to you, yeah. But it's, okay. they're all prawns they're to all me. Prawns. <laughs> <laughs> and do you throw them on the barbie, or is that just uh, an American? We do thing? put them on the barbie. Okay, uh, but a lot of those terms are funny. They actually came into play more when the movies Crocodile Dundee right. came around. Right. So actually, you know, I learned a lot about Australia from watching Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> And most of us, yeah, Steve Wu and Crocodile Dundee. Right, right. Amazing, amazing performers. Yeah. But most of us as Australians don't act like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or ma- we say that because maybe we don't want to be seen as acting like right, that. Right. <laughs> what about the Wiggles? Do you act like the Wiggles at all? Or? Uh, <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> I mean, uh, I might put on one of those suits every so right, often, okay. <laughs> not in public. Because these kids grew up with the, the Wiggles, and they yeah. loved the Wiggles. Mm-hmm. They really did. Yeah, we had the Wiggles actually at our church. This is going back about 18 years ago. It was yeah. so much fun. We remember yeah. them more as the cockroaches. So, so they were a band. Yeah, they bef- were a band. Kids. Yeah, I don't know what would possess anyone to call themselves a cockroach. <laughs> the cockroaches, yeah. I know. I know. That's just you weird. might as well call yourself a funnel web spider as far as I'm concerned, or a redback, or I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so, funny. All right, what other Aussie, Aussie questions do you have? You had oh, a couple upstairs. On. No, I didn't. We do eat kangaroo. You do, really? Does does it taste like chicken? I know, isn't that sad? Well, I actually have not eaten kangaroo because I grew up in the era where you didn't. And uh, my parents own a property, which is, have you ever heard of the Snowy River? Snowy River country? No. Okay, it's sort of outback mountains with this beautiful river that flowed through it called the Snowy River. So So I spent a lot of time there and there were kangaroos everywhere. We'd shoot them as kids, not me personally, but my the manager of the property and my dad did would shoot them because they'd knock down the fences and eat all of the the grass that the cows and the sheep needed. Oh, yeah. But over time, they became such a pest. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, over time, they protected them more, um, but now they actually eat kangaroo meat. Hmm. Yep. It seems like it would be tough yeah. because they're very muscular. I, and I think that's, yeah, that's yeah. the same thing. It's hmm. um, They're big. They're very strong. They can cause you damage. So you yeah. do not want to approach one that's um, injured. Yeah. But um, they're a beautiful – you know, I used to sit in my Land Rover and just watch them bounding across yeah. the the mountains. Very graceful. Amazing. See, oh, when yeah. I try to yeah. sit in a car watching animals here, it's like a squirrel running by or something, not a <laughs> kangaroo. Not a kangaroo. <laughs> Or a quokka. Yeah, yeah so you wouldn't really think a squirrel's romantic. It doesn't exactly bound. <laughs> or skittish. Yeah. 
All right, so uh, what? Uh, what like a wallaby? That's a that's an Australian. That's a smaller thing. kangaroo. Oh, it's yeah. a kangaroo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I th- I think that class it as a kangaroo. I mean, it does exactly the same thing as a kangaroo. It's okay. just a lot smaller. Well, quokkas are like a really like a mouse version of a kangaroo, right? But they're <laughs> super cute. That sounds right. I, I, so I asked Where you about quokkas last actually time. from? But yeah, they're very Rotten tiny. Yeah. yeah, okay. They're very tiny, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yeah, they're okay. They're smiling. Yeah. And they're so they're cute. Smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Probably do you walk up into them and then they attack you. <laughs> like take like selfies with them too. Yeah, yeah there's an entire Instagram page on them. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Well, See, Joshua, you learn something new about uh, Australia every day. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Joshua wanted to know upstairs if you've ever jumped into a kangaroo pouch before. <laughs> Me personally, I really feel for the kangaroo if I try that. <laughs> <laughs> the kangaroo might have something to say. <laughs> I don't think the kangaroo would like that, probably. Oh, my goodness. So uh, what is it that you miss most about Australia? At the moment, my family, because mm. my parents are in their, uh, yeah, their last year or so of life. Yeah, how's your dad doing? Didn't you He's, go down there recently? Yeah, and I'm going down again just before Christmas, and I'll mm. get back for Christmas uh, so that I can be with my husband and his family. Um but yeah, just okay. I think okay. we'll be told by the doctor that you know, like we need to take my dad off dialysis in a week or so. So I'll know mm-hmm. to get down there. But um, I do miss, believe it or not, cockatoos. Cockatoos, yeah, okay. they're yeah. big parrots. They're white with a big yellow right. cone. Now, do they talk? Or they can. Okay, yeah, they can actually, I won't say what I taught mine to say. But it wasn't good. <laughs> We'll I have used to hear to that call, off air. Yeah, I used to call it something not very um, <laughs> complimentary. So of course, not realizing it, whenever we walked past the cage, it, it would, would say, repeat it. Yes, and it wasn't good. And so, if you had a guest in the house and they walked by, and the bird would, oh, like, no. hello, <laughs> oh my god, no, 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 no. Yes, yes. So they're amazing. You can really uh. tame them. Um, I miss those because you see a lot of them flying around wild Mm -hmm. and they make this screeching noise. I miss, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the kookaburra. Yeah, the Australian kookaburra. You know, that sound. I actually got it on my phone. I recorded (laughs) some when I was down there last time. Mm. And just the ocean, you know, like we can see ocean over here too, but. You know, they're just the things I miss that right. I grew up with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we we'll have to ask you about the uh, Great Barrier Reef and all that. Did you ever get to go there? When I was quite young. Um, you know, this sounds awful, so I hope there's no Aussies listening. <laughs> so all Ollie's, Aussies now, yeah, change the station. Yeah. But, um, you know, it wasn't as spectacular as I thought. Okay. Really? But, it, yeah, at that time I think there was a lot of – there was some sort of – we, we got to take a quick break here. Okay. We're going to get, uh, but we'll come back and finish that thought about the Great Barrier Reef. It's Fake Talk Live with Dr. Joel Sweetman. Like a happy bell in a foghorn world. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. It is Faith Talk Atlanta. Happy Monday. It is uh, the week of Thanksgiving, so that makes Monday that much more bearable when it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, we will be off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You'll hear best of Rick and Dan. Uh, but today we've got Dr. Jill Sweetman in the studio. We've uh, we've been talking about Australia. We're going to eventually get to you know actually, what actually uh, she does for a living and uh, talk about <laughs> counseling. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some counseling because we need it. And uh, and in Rick's place today, we have... Kaylee Ratcliffe. And Joshua Ratcliffe. Yes. The name sounds familiar. It's because they, no they belong to me. No, no relation. No relation. We just found this too. Well, see, I brought them because they really need counseling because I'm their father. Okay. So that's, that's yeah. really why they're here today. 
Now, you, I want to give you a second to give Rick a hard time because you didn't know Rick wasn't going to be here today. No, I, I turn up and I was here early expecting Rick to come out right. to talk about what we need to talk, talk about today. Yeah. And he just wasn't there. See? But at least you came to a much better surprise. Oh, I, I, better you know, people. I really did. I'm much, much more reassured now. In fact, yes. I think, why even bother getting Rick back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who needs Rick when you've got the Chick-fil-A cow here? Yeah, the Chick-fil-A cow who can handle it when the fans are... Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. you're, you're not actually in there. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, my son actually passed out at a kid's oh. party. As oh, Rick. no. Yeah. Did he yeah. really? Well, the fan in the cow's head broke. Oh. Yeah, there's, I there's hate it when a, a fan in my head breaks. <laughs> there's not a fan in the little cow, though, because it's too small for uh, one. Yeah. Wow. I hate it when that happens. All right. I got I to do this real quick. Uh, if you haven't signed up yet for the uh, Pathway to Victory, Journeys of Paul Mediterranean Cruise. It's coming up next June uh, 2018 with Dr. Robert Jeffers. You can go on a Mediterranean cruise, walk in the uh, where, where Paul walked in Corinth and all that stuff. That would be a really, really cool cruise. Yeah. Uh, you can sign up and possibly win a trip for two to that. Just go to faithtalkatlanta.com for the information on that. All right, so uh, let's get to what we actually have you here for today, okay. which is a little, little bit of counseling. I'm sorry, did you have another question? Because he's doing, oh, man, I was enjoying talking about Australia. One of these days I want to ask you about New Zealand, too. Have you ever been to New Zealand? For a day. For a day, oh, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of sheep there, not a lot of people. <laughs> Great place to go, then. Great skiing. <laughs> A lot of sheep, not a lot of people. All right. Well, let's talk about, uh, first of all, a couple of your recent blog posts mm-hmm. uh, that you have, uh, com, and, and you post these about, what, once a week or so? I'm trying to again. I'm trying to get um, more organized, mm-hmm. but it really does come down to what's going on with work. Right, right. So I should put out another one this week. You should, especially with you know Thanksgiving being here. Yeah. <laughs> you should, whether you will or not is another question. That's another but, thing, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk about uh, first of all your most recent one, when God is absent. Mm. Uh, what what brought that what, that one about? Anything in particular? Or I think uh, you know when I went through my divorce, and mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't just divorce. It was um, as a senior minister, and my ex husband and myself oversaw about thirty five forty churches mm-hmm. for our denomination. So, in the loss of my marriage, um, I also lost my job. Um, and initially I was told, too, that I needed to leave my church to make room for the new senior ministers coming through. Mm-hmm. And all of this was um, – it was it was terrible because when you have to leave your church as well, you lose friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd been with these same people right. for 21 years um, with being told to actually leave the movement, the denomination as well, I'd – acquired a lot of friends through the 3540 churches that we oversaw. And I found in that whole, you know, with all those losses, it was very, very traumatic. And so to me, even though I knew intellectually, I still believed in God, there was no sense of feeling that he was working in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, because I lost so much, even though I knew that others had experienced so much worse than I had, uh, I didn't ask God for anything because I thought if he can allow that to happen to me, why would I ask him for anything? Because I don't know what's going to happen next. Hmm. And so that blog came out of uh, that feeling of like, God just doesn't feel like he's close. Right. Um, 
as I said, I still believed, but I didn't trust that he would do anything good in my life. Hmm. And actually came out of um, a good friend's comment to me. Uh, he's a minister himself. He said, your faith must have grown like anything. Right. And at that point, I thought, you know what? I feel like Naomi because often we look at Naomi in the book of Ruth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we remember her comments as, you know, she, I'm bitter. She renamed herself because she says, I'm bitter. Mm-hmm. And yet she was a believer. And I thought, I actually more relate to her. I don't relate to the beautiful young Ruth who's just crying out to Naomi and says, I'll follow you wherever. Mm-hmm. For me, I related to the old, crusty, used-up Naomi. Uh, And what I admire about Naomi is she was determined to get through. And I think for her, she actually just didn't give up, but she found some sort of hope and thought, well, I'm going to move back to my homeland. So I look at her and think she must have had a tiny little mustard seed, mm-hmm. not so much of faith but of hope to go back because maybe there's something better there. And I look at me in my trauma. I really thought my life was over. In mm. fact, I used to talk to a girlfriend whose husband died just before my husband left. And this sounds awful, but, you know, it's also a reminder of how human ministers are. Right. I used to say to her, it's like, how many trees did you feel like driving into today? Hmm. Because I'd been married for 31 years. And as I've said, my kids, my family, families overseas, elderly, my kids are in other states. So I, for me, it was like, what is there to live for? It sounds so stupid, but when you're in trauma, you're really in trauma. You're not thinking straight. And you were, you felt alone. I mean. Oh, extremely alone. Because even, you know, when I wanted to talk to my kids, they were dealing with um, their parents' marriage breakdown. Mm-hmm. We have a very high profile in our denomination, and they felt the pub- not just the personal loss of mum and dad's marriage breaking up, uh, but also the publicity right. of you know people asking questions, what happened, you know, all of those sorts of things. So I felt very, very isolated, also because of who I was. I wasn't allowed to talk freely about it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually in the process of putting together a book talking about it because I understood why I needed to lose my job. I understood that I needed to get out of the way for the new ministers to come through. But at the same time, I'm human. Right. So where did that leave me? Mm-hmm. I was trained as a minister. Most of my credentials are ministerial. So, I mean, I was at a loss of what I was supposed to do. No job. I did get some financial support from my church for a while, um, but it was like, well, what do I do just to apply to a church for a new job? It's like no church in their right mind is going to employ a female minister going through divorce. Mm -hmm. And female ministers, still, there's still a little bit of a stigma about them too, Mm -hmm. particularly in the South. So at this time, that, that blog came out of a lot of that feeling of, I'm like a Naomi, I've got to try and make life happen. I don't feel I can trust God because he's allowed so much to happen. Right. But there's a lot of great lessons out of it too. Well, I love uh, what you said. Uh, it says huge loss can mean that one feels that God is absent and far away. There may be glimpses of his presence, but he's not one to count on. If he can allow such loss, then how is he reliable? 
Uh, I mean, and that has to be yes. the the feelings that you go through, especially in your in your uh, what's the word uh, situation. situation. Thank you. And in your situation, um, where is, I, I would have tended to thought I didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. Why Why yeah. are you doing this to me? Yes. How yeah. do you How do you go through that? I. You know, I fought days of thinking I must be a really, really horrible person mm-hmm. um, to have been left in that predicament. And I also worried about what other people thought too, which is irrelevant, but I still did. Right. I'm human. Um, and so I did have to press into God in that sense of hanging on to scriptures, Psalm 139, beautifully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have to hang on to the fact that I really felt that God had placed me in Atlanta uh, for a reason. Because, you know, when you lose your marriage after 31 years and you've actually moved countries, I actually began to question that too. It's like, why did I move nations and separate myself from family? Um, What was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, just, I'm blonde, okay? <laughs> just, just how you went through that at the same time thinking, God, why are you doing this to me? Which is a question that we ask ourselves when we go through hard times. Yeah. You know, another thing too, we, we, were, we were fairly well off. You know, we owned several homes, um, rented them out. Uh, on pretty well within a month or so of finding out my husband was leaving, uh, I had to work out how to get a car because I didn't have a car in Atlanta. Hmm. I had to work out a whole lot of things financially because he'd been looking after the finances. I had to very quickly get rid of all those properties because I was left paying the notes, the mortgages on those houses. Hmm. And so at first I was really worried about losing everything. Mm -hmm. You know, women are fairly security-based. Right, right. I did find in all of that a freedom that all this stuff didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, that, that sounds sort of corny to say because we always walk around as Christians saying, you can't take the stuff to heaven. But <laughs> let's admit, you yeah. know, the stuff we collect provides a little bit of happiness and comfort. Right. So I did find in that that at the end of the day, what we treasure the most is relationship, mm-hmm. relationship with our Lord and also friends and family. So I did discover that. I also discovered too, which I think I had lost in my marriage, the capabilities and giftings that God had placed within myself because I was married to someone extremely charismatic, mm-hmm. very extrovert, and I downplayed, which a lot of us do. You know, We've got to adapt in our marriages. I downplayed that part about myself. Well, having to find work straight away, which I was horrified at because I actually basically went into counseling full time. Yeah. Um, I was amazed at my capability in making a business happen very fast. Hmm. And while it was painful trying to deal with my own emotional um, issues, at the same time, being able to pour into others caused me to focus on other people's pain right? and therefore stopped me from dwelling so much on what I was going through. Now, it was very, very lonely because I worked extremely long hours. I worked, Sometimes I'd start at 8 in the morning. I'd go through until 11, 12 at midnight. Oh, wow. Yeah, because as you know, I also do Skype and FaceTime. Right, and fo- right. So I'm dealing with different time zones. Um, 
But I would never want to go through that again. Right. Uh, I don't think anyone would. In fact, when we hear of other people going through that stuff, we think, thank goodness it's them and not me. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but God has uh, made you mm-hmm. into who you are today. I mm-hmm. mean, it sounds cheesy and corny and cliche, but you know, Romans 8.28 says he's used it for your good and yes. for his glory. And I love how you uh, started to wrap it up. You said, God is not disgusted or shocked when we are living on a thread of his relationship. He gently draws this thread forward drawing us into a different season of mystery. Yeah. And uh, and it's not, we don't always know where we're going. No. So there is that mystery. And we like to try to plan where we're going, but we don't ultimately have that control. Exactly. All right. It's Dr. Jill Sweetman. Love it when she's here. I just, I'm fascinated by all this. We're going to come back and talk about Thanksgiving and how we're going to make it through the holidays if you've got family coming to town, because it's always a fun time. With uh, Dr. Jill Sweetman here at Faith Talk Live, I'm Dan Ratcliffe. And I'm Kaylee Ratcliffe. And I'm Joshua Ratcliffe. And we'll be back right after this. Where ATL meets LOL. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. It is Faith Talk Live, the Monday edition. (laughs) Are you interrupting me? (laughs) Yes, Rick Probst is not here. Who are you? Kaylee Ratcliffe. And? What's your name? (laughs) Did you forget your name? He's forgotten. Oh, His gotcha. name is Joshua Ragland. Yes. Okay. <laughs> My two younger children who have come to uh, fill in for Rick and Tiana today. And which one of Take you is Rick? And, which one of you is Rick and which one of you is I'm Tiana? Rick. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I have Tiana. the bell. <laughs> you're Tiana because Tiana's know, a princess. Tiana. So, so you're a princess. There Tiana's you go. gorgeous, so I'll take her. There you go. All right. Yeah. Rick and Tiana left me this week. Uh, didn't even tell Dr. Jill that Rick wasn't going to be here. So. He'll be here. In a, he, you need to let him hear about that. Yeah. Definitely. I'm feeling rejected. Yeah, Don't definitely. let him forget it. Mm-hmm. Never going to show up again. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we're having a good time talking about, uh, well, we're talking about Australia. We're talking about uh, getting through life. We were just talking off mic about uh, one of your other recent uh, blog posts called uh, The Problem with Moving On mm-hmm. and how people tell you just to, to move on, just get over it and uh, and deal with it. And that's not what you need to hear necessarily when no. you're going through a hard time. No. So I want to try to put on your seatbelts because I want to try to talk about that real quick and also talk about Thanksgiving. So let's start with the whole moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it with with people saying, just, you know, just forget about it, just go on, move on? I think people are very uncomfortable with hearing about others' pain. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm speaking generally. Not everyone right, is. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I was told as I was going through divorce that when people – didn't want to talk about it, uh, a pastor said to me, well, Jill, they want you to be happy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd like to be happy. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd like to be happy. And I, you know, I understood what she was saying, but it's just, it's not possible. We have to go through a grieving mm. process. You know, we, we, we see many, many great men and women of God going through a grieving process in mm. the Bible and we don't see God speaking down in a deep voice, move on. Right, right. Uh, you know, Moving on is a process. Forgiveness is a process. Uh, the grieving process is a, it's a process. That's why right. it's called a process. So you know, one of the things I found too, and I think a lot of people would relate to this, is when I remarried, people just assumed that all the pain was over. Hmm. Well, you don't forget 31 years of marriage moving to another country no. uh, just because you've remarried. My new husband and I talk often about the pain that still comes up because there's little triggers, things that happen uh, that surface the pain again. Moving on, I think if we 
explained it more as it's a, it could be a process which is a much longer, mm-hmm. uh, that would be okay, like the process of forgiveness. Right. Um, I'm quite sure my ex-husband is still working through a process of forgiveness about me too. He's probably got a picture on his wall and he's throwing darts there. <laughs> 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 I don't know. You speak from experience? <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> She saw the axe in your purse. <laughs> you were throwing the boomerang at it. It just keeps oh, coming yeah, right yeah. back. The boomerang it? keeps yeah. coming back. It's handy. Uh, so yeah, the process of moving on, we have to understand that it's it's cruel. Mm. Everyone moves forward at different rates. Uh, I think a lot a lot of it's got to do with two. Um, the more melancholy, introverted nature tends to be much more introspective, and mm-hmm. so they're going over scenarios in their heads all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on might be okay for some, but that doesn't mean their process of moving on should be applied to everyone else's state of moving on. We can't make ourselves the standard of how others should do life. Oh, say that again. <laughs> we can't make ourselves the standard of how others should do life. Wow. That is, that is yeah. good. Wow. And that's what I found very difficult. Uh, maybe for some, because I was a minister, we sort of think of ministers as superhuman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're not. Right. You know, right. I needed friends around me as much as anyone. I needed understanding around me. And my congregation was actually very, very good with me, very mm. empathetic. You get the, the weird statement from time to time, um, you know, such as, you know, we love you both. I think right. I've mentioned that before. It's mm. like, well, for me to hear that regarding myself and my ex-husband, my feelings had changed from love. I was fighting bitterness. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was fighting vindictiveness, as I'm sure my ex was as well. So we love you both is a very difficult statement to hear because love and both no longer went together mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned. So, yeah. you know, you, you hear some statements that aren't good, but and I think in some ways what people are saying when they're making that statement is, I don't want to get involved, right, which right. can be hurtful. Right. But um, yeah, moving on, we've got to realize that our way of moving on might suit us. It's not great for everyone. Right. Yeah, mm. exactly. And and I, I imagine in your case, not only you're a minister, but you're a counselor. So people think, well, she has it all together. She yeah. knows how to tell herself to move on. No, and, and I, you know, I went to see a counselor myself. In fact, that's a very common thing these days. A counselor sees another counselor mm-hmm. just to catch up. Yeah. Because you're hearing so much pain oh, yeah. from others. Yeah, pastors, I highly recommend this too, and a lot of pastors do. See a counsellor, see a life coach, see a mentor. Mm-hmm. Because your head is constantly being filled with people's trauma. Mm-hmm. And so where do we take that trauma? We can say we're taking it to God. But even you know, in Genesis, God created Adam to go with Eve. Right. You need someone with whom to do life, mm-hmm. to share those things, those pains, those your quirky thoughts. You right. need to have someone to air them to Definitely. to keep your head straight. All right. Let's see if you can do it. One minute and 20 seconds. Oh. Thanksgiving. How do we get through Thanksgiving with, with relatives that might drive us crazy? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Less than a minute and 20 seconds. <laughs> There's only three words, too. <laughs> Oh, my oh how do you do? Just think it's usually another another year till you're going to see them again. And, right. you know, I, could, I can say this because 
you know, I've got family across the world. They drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. Mine drive me crazy. I drive them crazy. But you've got a limited amount of time mm-hmm. to spend with them. And so you put yourself out for that day. We're always going to find people that drive us crazy. Right. We do in church. Put yourself out for that day. Enjoy the moment yeah. and have some laughs. And, and let go of those things for at least for a day that, yes. that you've been had built up inside yeah, some good you. Food. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Good and, food. And have good yeah, food. Yeah, yeah lots go. of turkey. <laughs> yes, Always a great time with Dr. Jill Sweetman. We'll have to have you back just to talk about moving on alone. That'll yeah. be a, that could be a whole show. Okay. We appreciate you coming in. Great to be here. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll, I'll be back tomorrow. You guys won't be back tomorrow. <laughs> we will see you then. Have a great Monday. It's Faith Talk Live. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.